recording because I do not trust you. You you left my burp in. It was a great burp. It was. I told you not to leave it in. I don't think that was my burp. Okay, it was I think my you burp. got somebody else's burp. It was you, totally, 100%, your I burp. Have, I have a very ladylike, and quiet burp. You're going to hear that burp many times over the next few years. No. It was a perfect Manly burp. I wish I could burp like that. It wasn't my burp. Well, I collected the alleles afterwards from the napkin, and it's you. I checked it with the criminologist I know. (laughs) You did. I got the professors at your school. I got the alleles. I got. I got everything. I can just see you running in with the with the uh, sample and saying, "Quick." We have to test this to make sure it's my wife. No, I know it's I your wife. I was sitting next to her. I just, you know, in this in this age of fake news, I had to I had to like prove it. Right. The only thing I don't have is videotape. It was re- it was as perfect a burp as I've ever heard. It's Any nice young well man rounded, would right? be proud of that burp. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm, no. Own it, own it, babe. Own it. You're the burp king and queen. No, I don't want to be the. I don't want to be the burp. You'll be remembered. Or queen or anything. You'll be, they'll say, you remember that Becky burp? You remember it? It's like I grew up on that burp. It taught me how to be a man. find a place Man. for it from here on in. Not really. That's so not nice. I know, but it's so it was so perfect. And I feel a burp coming on. It was a rounded, beautiful, I called it the blob burp. See, that was nothing. <laughs> I couldn't even hear that. I saw it. I tried. That was a visual burp. I tried. Here, I'll, do, I'll do a visual burp. <laughs> See, there's nothing. It's just a visual. No, there was a sound. You'll hear it when you... Uh, when you re- record, I mean, the uh, Becky book. Well, isn't it better to be remembered for something than to be for totally forgotten? At least you'll have that. I'll have nothing. I don't know. I I'll think maybe nothing. it may not be good to just be known for anything. I, I think it, I think any publicity uh, is good. Well, you know, what if you like murdered somebody and you get to be famous? All right, for not that. that. Okay, all right, not that. Not yeah, that. I mean, there okay. are. There's got to be limits. And for me, well, it's there's limits the burp. for everything. It's the Becky burp. Yeah, but not for me. I'm so proud of you. It was all right, everyone. You'll hear it, and and then you can write in to barcoradio@gmail.com and tell us: Is this Should Becky burp it? a really good burp? Yeah, you found it online. I did not. You're such a faker. I did not. <laughs> that was you, totally you. I think our audience is bored with this conversation. All right, all right. Well, I am. Well, we're at Five Napkins. It's Barco Radio. It's the BNA other and other 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 show. Um, is my Tito's martini coming? No, she didn't come over to me. Oh, okay. That's Jolene right. is a bartender. She's busy. Jaylene. Jolene. Jaylene. Jaylene. Jeez. 
How am I going to remember that? I don't know. Um, think of like the name Jay, like a man's name, Jay. I yeah. don't know. Or it starts with a J. Kettle, kettle one, martini up, no vermouth, very cold. She's got her olives. How are you, Jaylene? Jolene. Jaylene, you were right the first time. We missed you last week. Regular fries, yeah. Yeah. So quick, quick. Large or small? Quick, two, two, two words. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? We're, we're doing fine. Anything new in your life? Um, I started doing background work for TV shows. Nice. Excellent. What does that mean, background? So I just do extra work. Um, a TV show, like I'll apply for them, I'll go, and I'll just, you know, walk across the camera if I need to. <laughs> and then Sounds maybe, like fun. maybe be discovered. Yes, I got a little dancing turn one time. It was great. <laughs> well, good luck with that. A, a, a new career for Jaylene as an actress. An extra, but maybe, maybe more. Broadway, Broadway bound, bound, she just said, right. From five napkins on Broadway and 84th Street to... Broadway and 40 Helen Hayes Street. Theater, which is not there anymore. Really? Is it, I don't know. Is Helen Hayes Theater there? I think it is. I thought that became the Marriott. No. Mm-mm. no. It was a different theater. It was a different theater. I don't know which, what, what it right. was. Actually, that's not our burger, but thank you. It looks great. We're going to have one later. We just got served a burger. Right. Five napkin we burger. tried to. We want to talk today about commitment, or I did, because I was just down in Washington, D.C. with the Witness Against Torture people. It's the second year I've been there. They gather every January, the beginning of January, to protest the continued incarceration of 40 Muslim men who were accused of uh, terrorism for, from 9-11, 2001. They've been there 18 years and uh, they haven't received a trial and many of them have been exonerated and they're still there right they're not allowed and um they've been released but not released and the great leader uh donald john trump refuses to release them and wants to add more he wants to bring the isis people there so so the uh, witness against torture people they want to get they want to end gitmo right guantanamo right and uh, i've been going down there for two years now to kind of to cover it and basically to be a witness for witness against torture they asked me to hand out pamphlets and uh, I said no I'm not that's not my role here oh. and and the lady was like you know she didn't like that yeah she didn't like that I said no I'm, I'm here to witness what's going on I didn't feel right about doing that Okay. I mean, I wouldn't put on the orange suits, which they put on. Right. And the hood. I mean, I would only do it to experience it and then report on it and talk about it. Well, you could have done that. I could, and maybe I'll do that next year if they, if they invite me back. I, I think they will. I think they appreciate I'm, uh, I'm there. So I wanted to talk about commitment, the idea of commitment. Because um, I don't think you or I are actually committed anything not that deeply not like these people are no these are kind of unique kind of people they're um, special they're very intelligent yeah very um, focused on their beliefs and dedicated um, sacrifice their uh, comfort willing to sacrifice their comfort yeah and their they time. sleep for a week they don't eat and they sleep on the floor at the hostel at the first Trinity Lutheran Church on um, 4th and E, e in, yeah. in uh, Washington, D.C. Right. 
and it's not comfortable. I mean, I did it for this year. I did it for two nights, and there was one gentleman. The second night I was there, who uh, was having some kind of night terrors all night. Wow! And he kept. He, and it's like throughout the night, about every two or three minutes, I hear, oh, oh. Oh. He might have had sleep apnea or something. Could, it could have been that. Or he was having nightmares. That's I couldn't. I could not. I mean, I couldn't sleep. Yeah. And so you know, it was it was it was difficult. But these people dedicated their lives to this. Yeah. And some of them allow themselves to be arrested for their cause. Right. Uh, Brian Terrell, who we've talked to many many times, and he's on our BCR podcast we did down there in Washington on Saturday. He, he almost, he like lives to be arrested. You know, he doesn't see a, uh, a protest worthwhile anything unless someone's arrested. Yeah. Did he get arrested this time? With oh, the, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. What, what, what was the name of the organization uh, that with the, um, uh, Watt was supporting? Fire Drill Fridays. It's the Jane Fonda's group. Well, it's, no, it's Greta. It's, it's the one who started it was Greta. The young woman. Greta Thermal or Thur- yeah, Thor- Thornville. I don't think it's it's Jane Fonda's thing, but she yeah. does it. She does this um, fire drill, fire drill Fridays. She's been doing it for months, and now they're moving it over to um, to California because that's where she's working. And I told you I saw at this fire drill. I saw Jane Fonda. Uh-huh. I was like within five feet of her, and um, she's old, but she's looking good. She's in good shape, wearing red, red hat, red coat. That's that's the fire drill. They wear red. And Joaquin Phoenix was there, and Susan Sarandon was there, and um, oh, this guy's name is always uh, Martin Sheen was there. And then one who I was really excited about was Naomi Klein, which you probably don't even know Naomi Klein, but I have my students read her media text. Uh-huh. Her, her media? Media text. Yeah, she writes about social media. Oh, okay. And the influence of, uh, I mean, one of the things she talks about, the influence of uh, our iPhones and uh-huh. our screens on our lives. And that's Naomi Klein. And so I was excited. I never saw her. I've, I've read about her, read yeah. her books, but yeah. I've never met her. So that was kind of exciting. And then they moved over to the, to the Congress, and they protested on the steps of the Congress, and 140 of them got arrested, including Joaquin Phoenix, Martin Sheen, a lot of the Witness Susan Against Sarandon, Torture people. Susan did she get arrested? I don't know if she got arrested. But Jane Fonda stayed there the whole time. Maggie Gyllenhaal was there, you told me? Ma- Maggie Gyllenhaal was there. I think she was arrested, too. Right. Very weird. It's a very weird, you know, um, feeling that I'm standing by the congressional steps and then a phalanx of police come along and push us away. Yeah. And say, you know, if you get behind us, we'll arrest you. You know, if you just step behind us, you'll be arrested. And I'm, I'm there at the steps of the, of, the, of the Capitol building. This is where the laws are made. It's not right. And I, I, I was, we we're pushed like a football field away from where the Capitol, and we're right. not allowed to, to go into the patio. Amazing. I mean, what, what so is were that you about? separated by space from the the, pe- the other people who were protesting? Yeah, that we were we were about a hundred yards away so from the people that were the, protesting. And in between you is police and just space. There were police. They were standing. There was a there's a, a police um, tape, and then there were some young policemen, you know, in their in their capital police garb, officially looking and staring us down. 
And and did you all keep pro, pro, you know chanting your protest? Some uh, did, some did. I I protestations. mean, I I I don't know. It just I, I did, sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. Right. Um, you want to be um, you want to be the um, the eyewitness. Kind of. I want to be the person that kind of um, you want to witness can the, describe it. Witness the witness. And and, 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 and and talk about it and then put it on to our. Why do you want to do that? I, you know, we were talking about commitment. Yes. I just don't, I don't know that I can commit myself that no, I way. I didn't say, why don't you want to do that? I say, why do you want to witness what? Why do you want to be there? Well, we're witnessing uh, Kings Bay Plowshare 7-2. I know. I'm asking you We're why. being arrested. What was just kind of a convenient protest group that I got connected with. And, I, and that's the only reason that you took... No, I, st I stayed with them because they are committed, wonderful people. I see, I see. They're, and I feel they know me, I'm, 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 I'm knowing them, I'm welcome there. I think anyone who went and worked with them would be welcome there. There's another um, media person who's there from the Midwest, and she was there last year and this year. And she doesn't do the protest either, but she covers it. She interviews like I do. Talks to the people, gets their stories. Oh, well, who does she um, cover it for? I'll have to look that up. Okay. <laughs> right. I, I I don't have it. It's something I wasn't prepared to answer. Oh, okay. But it's a midwestern um, organization that covers protest groups. Okay. Leftist, pro, you know, left-leaning protest right, groups. Right, right, right. Right. Um, so this year, what I did was I spoke with several of the Witness Against Torture people, and I just interviewed. I just talked to them. And ask them why are you an activist? Right. Why, why are you? And we'll be produce, I'll be producing that as a BCR extra that goes along with BCR 77, uh, which was it'll be the one on what on the Witness Against Torture 2020. So I mean, why do I do it? They're great people, and they've got a great organization. Matt, well, uh, but yeah. you also don't you also believe in what they're doing? I do. I do believe in what they're doing, and I see my task as a way of getting the word out but not only that but having them look at themselves so by standing on the outside I can ask questions like why are you an activist right what got you started they don't ask themselves that right they just do it but in asking that I think um, certain themes come out everyone that I talk to and I ask that question it goes back to their childhood it goes back to their experience really? Their experience with their parents. So that's what you'll hear in these. Um, that's in that's a theme I'm hearing in, as in I, these interviews that you did. That I did this time, right? They're really not. They they don't investigate that. They don't look into those kinds of questions. Right. And I think that's what. That's my role is to kind of investigate, investigate, open up, and become like an essayist, kind of create essays about about what or about Kings Bay Plowshare. Do you think they're effective? With these um, protests, they thank. Oh, oh, they're affected. Not yeah, effect, effective. Oh, they're e effective. effective. Right. Well, one of the questions I asked, and we asked at the last BCR seventy-seven, was how does this affect you? But you're no, asking. I'm asking a different question. Yeah. How, how does this uh, um, effective affect the actual social change? Up, oh, our French fries are here. Thank you. Thank you very much. I got real hungry today. I was working all day. Do I think it's effective? I, I've asked them that. They, they, they say, yes, it is, or they'll say, we don't know, but 
then the, the, the answer is, and this I got last year. Right. This was the, the takeaway I got last year. It doesn't make any difference because I'm doing this because this is the right thing to do. Right, right. Don Cummings, Don Cunnings, who we spoke last year, uh-huh. uh, was, was with us at the, um, at the um, what was the name of that place we were at? The Iron Horse. Right. Iron Horse, which is closed. Yes. That Iron on, on 7th Street. Uh, Does he have dark hair? He no, he's he's age? older. He's our age. Yeah, he's he's great, and he has a very kind of deep voice, uh-huh. very mellifluous. And okay. I spoke with him today. I, I, uh, this this week, I asked him about why he's an activist. But um, last year, he said, "I'm doing this because this is the right thing to do, uh-huh. and I want to know when I close my eyes that I've done good in the world." I've done the right thing. I've, right. I've, I've made my voice. I've put it out there. And whether it was heard or wasn't heard, I, I did what I needed to do. Right. And I like that. I like that answer. We've got to make sure that we're, um, that at least we're relevant to ourselves and to our children. It's, it's your morals, your ethics. He says it's, it's, a, it's a message I'm giving to my children. Right. And that's what I got from talking to the people this year was that they are activists because their parents were in some way socially engaged in a wider way than just, you know, it's my family, it's my home, it's I, I got to take care of me. No, it's we got to take care of each other. They kind of grew up in that environment. Right. Nancy Walks, who runs, who runs the Hotel Windermere Tenants Alliance, she said that basically last night. Why, why do I run this? Why am I the president? of this Tenants Alliance, because I learned this from my parents. We, we, don't, we don't sit down. If we see a wrong, we get up and do it. Right. I learned that at a young age. My parents weren't like that, So, and neither were yours. I want to ask, no, they weren't. I, yeah. I want to ask you a question, though. Um, were you ever committed to anything? Even I don't mean to that degree. Yeah, were, were you, I was, like, in Vietnam. Was the Vietnam War, protesting the Vietnam against War, the Vietnam I was, War. Mm-hmm. I was the president of my um, University of Florida Hillel, and um, I felt that the Hillel needed to say something against, against the war, and I brought it up to the board, and they said, no, it's not our, it's not our fight, uh, or some such argument. Right. And I was allowed, as president, to set up an information table. I wasn't allowed to make a statement against the war. I wanted to. But as a representative of Hillel, they said I, I, they didn't want me to. So we set up an information table. I haven't thought about that. In so you did it anyway. Years. No, no, we set up an information table. You we said- didn't we didn't speak up against, but we set up kind of like a, if you want to learn about the war. Oh, I see. So it wasn't kind of a in your face. Hillel is against the war. I get it. Why? I'm not sure. They saw themselves a religious organization, not political. So whatever. Yeah. You know. Uh, so in a sense, I stood up there. But the rest of my college career, I was pretty. It was pretty silly. Yeah, was, I know. It was silly. Know. It was silly commitment. You had silly, silly. We things did silly, silly things. things. We have to talk about it on the show one time. One time we will. Yeah. I, I don't think it's appropriate today. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I was a very dedicated to Planned Parenthood. I've always believed that a woman should have uh, the right and have access to abortion. I don't like abortion. I wouldn't want. Uh, you know, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. But it's our body. And I don't want a bunch of old gray men, gray-haired men in, um, in Washington making a decision about my body in that regard. 
All right, and, and I, I, I don't want to cast aspersions to your commitment, but what have you done? I used to, uh, I used to uh, man tables for Planned Parenthood. I used to be on the phone for Planned Parenthood. I would, war- I would march. Um, I, I was actively involved in, in um, speaking out for Planned Parenthood yeah. when I was young, before yeah. children. Right, right. I mean, I but think it, we it, were together it, then, but I, you know, it was so long ago. It's really hard to keep that thing up. I mean, I know you went took a train down to Florida to an Air Force base. Because I, I um, was was protesting um, the uh, the Trident um, nuclear missile being placed in the the Trident um, right. submarines, and I went on a train that took three days to get down to Florida, and I guess I stayed in a hostel. I don't even remember. Uh, maybe one night, and then we came back, or maybe we just protested, and then we came back. This, you know, right. on the train. It was a very long train. I didn't like it at all. Um, and I found the, I don't know, I, I didn't commune with the, the other people. I didn't have You didn't connect with them. I didn't connect with them, right. I have to say. They were they, arguing. They weren't witness against torture. No. These people, would, they never argue. Right, right, yeah. They, they have disagreements. Um, they, they, um, they may kind of frown on what someone else says, but they always hold it back and they always look at the goals. It's a very unusual group. I like the morning the morning meeting that you told me about. Yeah, you don't try it out. The last morning meeting before the big push for the protest in front of the White House. I want to talk about the White House. But um, there were 45 people sitting there in the circle and everyone had something to say and everyone was allowed to make their statements. And um, it's a very democratic, respectful there's no particular leader I mean someone may take over the, the leadership and saying today I'm going to kind of run it but everyone has something to say everyone's given the right to say even though they're going over their time you see people throughout the day they'll sit down in little groups and it's just little pickup groups and they'll, they'll be talking to each other so they'll, st- in, they'll in sit the, in a circle or stand in a circle well the big circle in the morning is a big circle standing just sitting Oh, no, sitting. because it'll take an hour. Right, it takes too long. Right. And then they go completely around the circle and everybody has an opportunity to talk if they want to. If they, if they, no, everyone says something. Everyone oh, everyone says does something. say something. At the latest circle, people were identifying themselves. Of course, I said Alan Winston, I'm with Park Radio, blah, blah, blah. But then um, people start identifying themselves as Becky, uh, sh- uh, she, her. She, her, right. Becky, she, her. So there was, no, there was no um, last name. So it's Alan, he, him. Right. 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 And if you're, you're gay, I guess you'd say um, ja- Janet, she, he, she, or she, he, him. I don't know. I'm, I'm beginning to feel like I'm a little bit of a, of a he, she. I know, I know. Because I, I bought, I bought this little you, scarf. I'm telling you, your son has uh, said this for a long time. I know, now. but he liked my scarf. Uh-huh. I, I bought the scarf from um, another committed person. I'm not committed, but uh, from a person called ha, um, Maha Hilal. Uh-huh. I wanted to talk about her as just kind of an example of someone who is committed to what she's doing. She's maybe in her mid-30s. Um, she's Muslim. And the, these are the organizations she's connected with. Because when I say commitment, I mean these people, it's like their lives are committed to this. It's like that's what they do. Brian Terrell, this is what he does. I mean, this year he was arrested at Watt, but he was also arrested in Germany for breaking into a Luftwaffe airbase in Buchel, uh, Germany. Were there American bombs there? There were American uh, bombs there, American um, nuclear bombs 
on the space on a country that's that had said they weren't going to you know have this kind of thing so it's kind of illegal he went he protested and he was arrested i was talking about mahalal uh she um is a member of the institute for policy studies witness against and she's a member of witness against torture a member of dc justice for muslims coalition she is the co-principal investigator with the Torture Treatment Institute at Tulane's Traumatology Institute. She's the former director of the National Coalition to Protect Civil Freedom. Was she there last year? She was, she was there last year. She was there this year. Here's you have someone who has dedicated her life to this activism to support Muslim rights. And she is a Muslim and she's an American. She also did a stand-up routine at a show which I helped, I, I did some help in, in doing the sound for it. Uh -huh. And I recorded her stand-up machine, uh -huh. and I thought I'd play a little bit of it. That'd be um, nice? Yeah. So let me, Would let me. be nice to laugh? Let me get it. Let, let, let me, it seems let me like there was a lot of happiness and laughter um, amongst all the, the people that had come. Absolutely. It was, wasn't a solemn, always a solemn Oh, occasion. no, 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 no. They were no, serious I mean, about their commitment, some, but... Sometimes there's crying and, real people. you know, the talk about, you know, um, the guy who ran it, um, Frank Lopez from the Peace Poets, he said sometimes he gets depressed, you know, because as we asked before, what gets done? What gets changed? These men are there, 40 men, $13 million a year per man to keep them there. It's enormous profit industry. Some of them exonerated. Some exonerated and is still there. And they're not brought to trial. Can you imagine nothing? if they close this down and this $13 million times 40 were used to help the homeless here in New York City? I mean, we've, we've got a, a man who is about a block from us in front of the Victoria's Secrets. He's there every night in his cardboard, covered up in his plastic. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a million dollars a year or something $13 like million dollars a year per prisoner. Per person. Per per prisoner because there's so many guards and stuff. So anyway, Mahal Hillel, there's, here's her stand-up routine at the uh, Witness Against Torture 2020 concert held at the First Trinity Lutheran Church in the chapel, in, 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 in the church. Give a big warm round of applause to Dr. Mahal Hillel performing some comedy for you all. So I want to tell you just about some of the you know, stupid things I get on the daily. Um, questions like, where are you from? And usually when someone asks me that, like, I know what they want to hear. I know they want me to say I'm from a foreign country, so I just say I'm from Wisconsin, because that's where I'm from. And I know it, like, really irks them. And then if they ask the question again, I'll say I'm from Madison. And then again, I'll just tell them the neighborhood. Like, look, you're not going to get a more, I, you're not getting the answer you want to get. So just give up now, right? <laughs> and they just, they just can't handle it. And sometimes when people ask me, where are you from, and they're white, I'll be like, well, where are you from? I know you're not indigenous. So if you want me to tell you, you're going to have to tell me. <laughs> I should also say that I just came back from Wisconsin where my mom lives. And it's especially um, nice to see this side of the room because it reminds me of Wisconsin. <laughs> the, the very similar demographics. <laughs> it's always nice to see, you know. <laughs> Can't escape from the white people. And, of course, the Christian church. I have never performed with um, Jesus Christ in the background. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> so along the lines of, um, you know, knowing English, I get a lot of questions about, like, do I speak English? But the awesome part about it is 
it's often asked while I'm speaking English. It's not even, it's not like before I opened my mouth. It's literally like, we have already had a conversation. And then it's like, do you speak English? And then my mom has a heavy Arab accent, so she often gets the same question. Do you speak English or do you understand? And my mom says, yes, I understand. I have a PhD, do you? <laughs> and inevitably they're like, no, okay? And when it gets really bad, it's like, my mom will be like, look, not only do I have a PhD, my husband had a PhD, my two daughters have a PhD, <laughs> my son-in-law has a PhD. The only two people in our family that don't have PhDs are ages five and nine months. So I think, I think you have enough evidence here to know that we actually know English and speak it just fine. Never, never mind the fact that both my parents wrote dissertations on engineering in English, which most people in this country can't even write a dissertation in their own language. So I'd say, they're, you know, I'd say they know English quite well, right? Another question I used to get was, um, do you walk like an Egyptian? So there you go. I, uh, that's horrible. Yeah. Do you walk like an Egyptian? <laughs> Do you, walk like an Egyptian? you know what that is? That's I, I tend so, to believe her, it's though. So, it's so ridiculous, though. But I mean, here, here's, this, rude. here's this woman. It's like she has committed her life to Muslim rights. And she's got a PhD. She's really intelligent. Uh, she runs this Muslim center. We went, to a, um, we went to a panel in which they were talking about Muslim rights and a lot of different uh, activism things. I couldn't quite focus because I had stayed up till like really late the night before and I'd taken a bus. Interviewing people or something? No, oh, I just, just getting I, there. I had gotten up like 4 o'clock in the morning. I, the, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I had to catch the bus to get into D.C. Yes. So I was like, by, by that evening, I was like that's just trying to keep my eyes closed, pinned open. Yeah, that's how so I, I feel on a normal day. A, but what I did get is that they were really smart. Yeah. They yeah. were really, sure. really smart. I'm sure. Why yeah. wouldn't they be? Yeah. I wanted to talk about um, the White House, right. and I wanted to talk about what this nation could be or should be if, in fact, Witness Against Torture and all these other organizations, Kings Bay Plowshare, if they really, you know, all of a sudden a fairy godmother came along and said, all you people who are doing the right thing are going to get what you want, and this country is going to turn around. Now we asked, What will it look like? What will it look like? <laughs> now, we asked the, the people at... Um, that we had guests for Barcarolle 77 at um, the Dubliner in D.C. We asked them that question, yes. And they didn't quite get the answer I wanted, right? That you wanted to hear. That I wanted to hear, you right? You wanted to I hear want, this. I wanted to hear something kind of really specific. More, like, spe like a, more descriptive. Like, for instance, when we were at the White House on Saturday, by the White House, because you, you can't get close at all, you can't even get up to the fence anymore, that Trump is building... This fence. You know there's a fence around the White House. Right, yes. And the fence is... Maybe eight not, feet or nine feet high? No, no, no. There, there is a fence there that's maybe maybe about nine feet high. Nine feet high? Right. You can reach... It's you white, can, right? You can reach up. It's... No, I feel it's, like it's white. It's no? kind of attractive. There's kind of filigree on it. Right, right, right. It's, I don't know if it's silver or brass And the White color. House is up on, on a knoll, kind of, in the distance. Well, it's in the distance. There's a long... Um, um, it might be up a little bit. But you can still see it. Oh, yeah, you can see it. No, it's, it's very... And there's a, there's a beautiful green lawn. Right. Right, with this fence around it. Well, half the fence is that, that fence we're used to, which is this kind of nice filigree fence. Right. And then on the... About half of it, on the left, on the on the right, facing the White House, is this huge, black, wrought iron, heavy fence that's about 30 feet tall. It's huge. 30 
feet it tall. looks it looks like it's 30 feet tall is it and it's a gate right it, no, it's a fence. It's, it's like fence. the fences I see that they've put forward to surround the Mexican border. Is that coming? Is that going to be put around the entire yeah, White House? The whole White House is going to be going to be surrounded by this huge, black, heavy. It's kind of like someone has bad decorating taste. It's all, but it looks so Trumpish. It reminds me of the Man on the Hill. The the, the about if what if the Nazis had won World War II? Yeah. Right. I don't know if that's the name of the, the show. So, so, so in other words, if you've, if you've put a dictator into the White House and he needs right, to be right. protected exactly. because the, he knows the people hate him, he would have to put up this fence. You know, we've got to get that fence down. 30 feet tall. Take it's, it down. It's ugly. It's black. Take it down. It's a black fence. That's horrible. How so, ugly is that? So my, my, my idea is like if this fairy godmother were to kind of like come down with her wand and, and she would touch the White House, the whole area, and we would have a white picket fence. Right. You know, go up, coming up to your waist, right. and there'd be a little, like, door yeah. with a bell that you could ring and say, right. can I come in and have a picnic? Right, exactly, and on the say, lawn. And they say, yeah, you're... Do you want to see the president today? Um, there's, he has a 4 o'clock yeah, opening. He's, he's going to, or he's going to wave he's from you from the building. The, yeah, he's going to come out on the porch and wave. Right. Um, and, let's, and, and here's your lawn. It's oh, no, your thank lawn. you. We just want to have, um, have a picnic right. there. Uh, may, maybe, maybe you could check your bags, make sure... You know, you're not carrying anything. Oh, it's just chicken. It's fried chicken. Great. Come on in. Come on in. May- maybe, maybe uh, President Warren will come out and share, have some well, chicken with you. Well, in this world, no one really worries about checking bags because this world is very human-oriented. Everyone is. Everyone. Everyone cares about each other, and everyone works to make all of us have the kind of life we should. Okay, Whatever but, but anything specific. Um, what will it look like? Yeah. Or what would it feel like? Or how, how would people react? Like, for instance, people would be allowed to sing on the steps of the Congress. Oh, yeah. People are allowed Absolutely. to protest on the steps of the Congress Absolutely. for as long as they want. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. They, 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 they shouldn't um, 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 get in the way of the business of the Congress, but they should have a voice. Don't lobbyists have a voice? Right, exactly. Don't they have a voice? No, that's only corporations who get access, right? Corporate a- well, lobbyists well, the, who get the access. The ones that have the money. Well, it looks like our hamburger is being um, yes, delivered. Yes, yes. I had so much more I wanted to talk about. Well, um, you're the one who says these these other other nights have to be shortish. I know. Oh, okay. I have I there's something I wanted to add to this other world that yeah. we're talking about. Open borders. I believe in open borders. There you go. I heard some economists talk about it, and they say it's actually the best thing for your economy to open your borders. Um, and I just, I, we had, America had open borders for 100 years. America had open borders. Yeah. Because they wanted their people to come and, you know, to build up the, uh, the population, take uh, over the land, I, I think we, taking I it think away we, from the Native Americans. We still need so, that. No, right. a whole other story. But that's my belief. All right, so we'd have to do a BCR program on open borders. I think so. That'd be great. I'd like that. Like, what, what is the argument for open borders? Okay, this is BCR, God, I don't know what the number is, 75 okay. or 76. Maybe 76. I think, yeah, 76. I don't know. <laughs> so we've been talking about commitment. If anyone out there wants to write us and tell us about what you think about our show commitment. and about your commitment, are you committed to anything? Are, have you committed your life to something? or part of your life to something, what, what is that? Get back to us. We'll, um, we'll report on what you said on our next BCR BA Other Other. other. other.
and let's go to dinner. <laughs> <laughs>